So chickpeas are a great source of fiber, which makes them a natural appetite suppressant. The fiber also helps to slow the release and the absorption of glucose, making you feel full longer and satisfied throughout the day, which means less overeating. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. April is Stress Awareness Month, and last week, I shared seven foods that may reduce stress and anxiety. So if managing your stress levels is something you need support with right now, make sure to check out that episode. Stress Awareness Month has been held every April since 1992 to raise awareness of the causes and cures for our modern stress epidemic. Stress can have devastating long-term consequences for your health. So today, in honor of Stress Awareness Month, I'm going to be sharing some of the foods you should always have in your pantry at all times to take the stress out of making easy, healthy meals. In order to achieve optimal health, it's important to have healthy foods within reach and keep your pantry stocked with foods that are going to build your health rather than building disease. Now, you don't need to run out and buy everything on this list. It's simply meant as a guideline to build your pantry with health-promoting foods, which you can do at your own pace. This episode is brought to you by my meal planning toolkit. In the free toolkit, you'll receive a meal planning best practices and hacks so that you can stop feeling stuck. A meal planning template to keep you organized, a list of the healthiest foods to help you meet your health goals and healthy recipes so that you can take back control of your health and get into the habit of planning meals more consistently. You can grab the free guide by clicking on the link in the show notes or by heading to trudyestone.com forward slash meal prep. All right, so let's kick things off with food number one. Food number one are beans. Plant-based protein sources such as beans and legumes, also known as lentils and chickpeas, are high in complex carbohydrates and dietary fiber and are also excellent sources of protein. Now, there are also areas of the world where people live the longest. I talk about this in my book, Unbreakable. These areas of the world are called the blue zones. People in these countries live to reach age 100 at 10 times the average rate. What's their secret? Well, at the cornerstone of their diet is beans. Now, my grandmother's actually in this group as well. So my grandmother lived to be, I think she was 101 or 102 years old. So she was actually in, you know, these these group of people that actually lived the longest in the world. So I know what I'm talking about here. I hope I could live as long as my grandma as well. (laughs) 
Just saying, but we'll see. Now, going back to black beans for a minute. Um, just beans in general, really. Beans are cheap. They're probably some of the cheapest, healthiest foods that you can find. You can also whip up some really easy, healthy meals with them. And I actually think that during the pandemic, we became a little bit more familiar with beans. We accepted them a little bit more in our diet when you know cans of beans are flying off the shelves along with toilet paper, as well as lentils. But here are a few quick things that you guys can do with them. All right, so let's talk about black beans. You can make a smoky black bean soup. Toss everything in one pot and you are done. Check out the link in the show notes for my Chipotle black bean soup. I love making that soup. I actually think I'm going to make that today now that I talk about it. (laughs) Whenever I do these episodes, I always get some recipe and meal inspiration myself. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I haven't made that in a while. I should probably whip that up today. All right. So Chipotle black bean soup is on the menu for lunch today. Um, Quesadillas, you know, just add some veggies to a skillet like black, um, like bell peppers and onions. Okay. Next, you want to add those black beans, add your favorite spices. I like things like chili powder, cumin, a little bit of salt and pepper. Then you want to just smush those beans a little bit and then just transfer that mixture to a tortilla. Boom. You got a quesadilla for lunch or even dinner too. Stuffed sweet potatoes, roast a sweet potato and then slice it open and pile it with black beans, um, diced tomatoes, your favorite veggies, maybe some salsa. And that's a great meal as well. So easy. So simple, right? Uh, red kidney beans and white kidney beans. All right, so let's start with red kidney beans. So what red kidney beans and black kidney beans both have in common is that they're both a rich source of B vitamins. B vitamins get depleted in your body during times of stress. So this is an important one. And I love having red kidney beans around to toss into chilies, especially my pumpkin chili. I love that chili. I'm going to link that up in the show notes for you as well. Don't worry. Um, I also like adding kidney beans in my Jamaican soup where I add some dumplings, some carrots, you know, maybe a yam or two. Okay, I'm going off track here. But when I do meal prep for my mom, so I go up to see my mom and I'll make some meals for her. That's actually one of the meals I'll make for her is a Jamaican um, Jamaican red bean soup because my mom is Jamaican. I think I've mentioned that before on the podcast. Um, you can also do uh, a pasta and bean salad or some maybe some Caribbean rice, right? And some beans where you add in some warm spices like nutmeg and cloves and cinnamon, right? Now, as for white kidney beans, don't cringe when I say this, but I like to add them to my smoothies because they have a neutral flavor, but still give me a good amount of protein and fiber. I've used canned beans and, you know, I'll just rinse them really well and I'll add about a quarter cup of them to my smoothie. Um, You're probably thinking there is no way in the world I am doing this lady like you're not going to convince me of this. So just stop. But just try it. Like, don't knock it until you try it. Now, in terms of like what I'll mix with like the white beans in my smoothie, I find blueberries is probably like the best bet. Like I'll either do like blueberries and I'll add the white beans or I might do strawberries and the black beans or sometimes I just do like blueberries and strawberries and I'll add the white beans in there. But really, they have such a neutral flavor. You won't even notice that they're in there, but you will benefit from the nutrients that you're going to get from those white kidney beans. Um, With the white kidney beans, you can also make enchiladas with them. Okay, a lot of people use like I think black beans typically in enchiladas, but you can use white beans as well. Right. Um, You can also maybe like, um, you know, mash them up, add some, maybe some shredded carrot and some purple cabbage, maybe some red onion and some avocado, right? So just smash all that, all that stuff up together and then just add them to like a lettuce wrap, right? So you get like those Boston lettuce wrap, um, those Boston leaves of lettuce, pop it in there and you can have a wrap that way. Or you can just do a traditional wrap with a tortilla. You can also maybe put that mixture in a sandwich as well. 
Okay, so try doing something like that. Like typically you might do that with like tuna. So it's, it's almost like a tuna salad um, sandwich type of situation. But instead of using tuna, you use white beans. So give that a try. Chickpeas. Okay, so many things you can do with chickpeas and they are so good for you. So chickpeas are a great source of fiber, which makes them a natural appetite suppressant. The fiber also helps to slow the release and the absorption of glucose, making you feel full longer and satisfied throughout the day, which means less overeating. I love adding chickpeas to my salad and making a Mediterranean style salad with them with some cherry tomatoes, maybe some cucumbers, and I'll just sprinkle on some feta. Ooh, so good and so simple, right? You can also take some canned chickpeas, rinse them really well, dry them off, and then season them up with your favorite spices. So I like adding things like cumin. I've talked about this before. My favorite spices are cumin and chili powder all the time, all day, every day. (laughs) So you can just maybe, um, you know, toss them in some spices like cumin and chili powder, maybe a little bit of salt and pepper, and then roast them in the oven for a healthier snack than chips. You might also want to have some chickpea flour on hand in your pantry. I love using chickpea flour. And I've just started using this actually recently, like over the past, I would say maybe like during the pandemic, right? So like the past maybe year, year and a half, I've started incorporating more chickpea flour. Uh, I like using chickpea flour to make healthier desserts, right? So I'll make, um, I made these chickpea flour blondies with them before with like a salted caramel sauce on the top. Oh my gosh, so good. The salted caramel sauce has dates in it. I can't remember what else I put in it. Um, let me remember this. I will pop this in the, in the show notes for you as well so you guys can check that out. But it's such a simple, easy dessert to make and it tastes absolutely delicious. And my husband's usually the taste tester for whenever I make healthier swaps or healthier meals. And he actually really, really loved these blondies. He thought they were really good. So um, I'll make sure that I share that in the show notes for you. But, you know, chickpea flour is a better option than regular flour, right? Because it's not processed. And with the chickpea flour, you're going to get a lot more beneficial nutrients like the fiber, Right. Um, You can also use the chickpea flour to make falafel, right? So easy, okay? I have a recipe for a light and fluffy yet crispy on the outside falafel. So I'll pop that link in the show notes for you as well so you can grab that recipe. Now you might be thinking, where do I find chickpea flour? Like I haven't seen that in my grocery store. You can find it in a well-stocked grocery store. It's becoming more and more popular now. Um, You can also grab it online, right? Um, Maybe go on Amazon. Buy it on Amazon. If you're listening to this in the States, you guys got Thrive Market, which is amazing. You can order it off Thrive Market. Um, Check your local health food store. They'll probably have it as well. But chickpea flour, there's a lot of different things you can do with it. And I find that it's, um, you know, not I find, it is a healthier substitute for regular all-purpose flour. Okay, so give that a try. All right, so we're keeping on the beans and lentils theme. The next one is lentils, okay? So you guys know how much I love lentils and how instrumental they were in helping me to lose weight. Now, they come in a lot of different, um, I don't wanna say shapes and sizes, but a lot of different colors, let's say, okay? There's a, there's a bit of a, a rainbow of lentils out there for you to discover. So they come in brown, red, uh, green, uh, black, and all shades in between. It really just depends on what you want to make with them. So for example, red lentils or split lentils. These are probably my favorite because you can cook them in about 30 minutes or less, like maybe 20 to 30 minutes, and they have a mild sweet flavor. You'll also find these um, used a lot in Indian dishes if you love Indian food like me. 
And I actually went um, to an Indian restaurant for my birthday. I didn't talk about it on the podcast. My birthday was last week. And my husband took me out to this amazing Indian restaurant here in Toronto where I live. Um, Indian food is probably at the top of my list in terms of like my favorite type of cuisine. And you'll find red lentils being used a lot and a lot of different curries and Indian dishes and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, They're also perfect in soups or even desserts, right? Because red lentils tend to get a little bit mushy when they're cooked. So for more on how I use them in desserts, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did she just say desserts? (laughs) So for more information on how to use them in desserts, go back and listen to episode 25 healthy food swaps that actually taste good. I'll pop that link in the show notes for you as well. Now, I also like to tuck in red lentils into my butternut squash soup because they just blend in really, really well. Um, I also like making a sweet potato red lentil curry with them. And you can actually find that recipe in my free meal planning toolkit. And again, you'll find that link in the show notes. Now, Then there are brown and green lentils, okay? Green is probably the most popular. Like if you're going to a restaurant and you're ordering lentil soup, you're probably gonna be getting lentil soup that's made with green lentils, okay? Now, brown lentils have more of a mild earthy flavor and cook in about 30 to 35 minutes. Green lentils have a bit of a peppery flavor almost, and they can cook in about 45 minutes. But if you have an Instant Pot like me, you can probably cook that cooking time in like half. Now, green lentils are rich in antioxidants, iron, and magnesium, right? Lentils are also a really great source of protein as well. Now, what I like about green lentils um, is that they hold up, they hold their shape pretty well in cooking. So I'll use them whenever I'm making something where I'm substituting meat and maybe just want um, a bit more of texture, like a homemade veggie burger, for example. They're also really great on top of salads or a side dish since they still retain a firm texture even after cooking. So I know right now, like at the time of the recording this episode, we're heading into spring, right? In summer, there's going to be a lot of like outdoor dining, gatherings and that sort of thing. Maybe when you're making a side salad for your guests, you try like putting some lentils on top of it as well. Do a really nice presentation, like put some you know, put some nice herbs on the top of it and stuff like that. Add in some different colors, like maybe add in some like bell peppers, some cherry tomatoes, whatever it is you want to do. Uh, maybe some like purple cabbage. I like adding in like lots of foods that, you know, just kind of pop off of the plate, especially when I'm entertaining because it just makes people kind of want to gravitate towards it more, right? So maybe that's what you do. Like when you're entertaining this spring or this summer on your back patio, you make a nice little lentil salad, right? Pop those lentils on the top. Okay, then we have black lentils. So black lentils are also called beluga lentils because they kind of look like beluga caviar. Um, They're actually the most hearty lentil out of the bunch, so all the ones I've talked about. And they have more of an earthy flavor like a black bean. And they take approximately 25 minutes to cook and they're the most nutritious variety of lentils. In one cup of uncooked black lentils, you're gonna get 26 grams of protein. 18 grams of fiber, and 8 milligrams of iron. Plus, black lentils are also full of anthocyanins, and that's an antioxidant that's usually found in purple and blue foods that may help to reduce oxidative stress. All right, so food number one to have in your pantry at all time are beans and lentils. And as you can see, there are so many different things that you can do with them. So I hope you guys were taking notes. (laughs) All right, so food number two to have in your pantry at all times are nuts. Now, during stressful periods, most people turn to food to soothe. We also tend to reach for things like chips or cookies when we're chilling out on the couch watching our favorite TV show at night. 
Stress management is all about preparation. So be sure to have some healthy snacks on hand so that you aren't tempted to reach for junk food or sun chips like me. (laughs) I do love me some sun chips. Harvest cheddar only, please. So, you know, try a different variety of nuts to see which ones you like. It could be almonds. It could be walnuts. Walnuts are actually really high in omega-3 fatty acids. And it could be pistachios as well. Now, if chocolate is your thing, and you know, your your snack of choice, maybe you pair some chocolate with some nuts. Um, and that way your blood sugar stays more stable because the nuts, the, the healthy fats from the nuts is going to help to stabilize your blood sugar when your blood sugar spikes from eating that chocolate. Constant spikes in blood sugar are bad for your health and may increase your risk of disease. So it's really important that we try to eat those foods and incorporate those foods into our diet that help us to manage our blood sugar. Tired of eating the same thing? Do you hate meal planning? Do you wish you could plan healthy meals faster and less time? Get instant access to my ultimate meal planning toolkit for healthy eating success. In the free toolkit, you'll receive meal planning best practices and hacks so that you can stop feeling stuck, a meal planning template to keep you organized, a list of the healthiest foods to help you meet your health goals, and healthy recipes so that you can take back control of your health and get into the habit of planning meals more consistently. You can grab the free guide by clicking on the link in the show notes or by heading to trudyestone.com forward slash meal prep. Okay, so food number three to have in your pantry at all times is coconut oil. Ooh, this is one of my favorite things in my kitchen, other than cumin. (laughs) All right, so if there's one thing I want you to remove from your kitchen, it's canola oil. When I had the opportunity to interview best-selling author Dr. Josh Axe for my course with Clean Eating Magazine, we talked about what he calls the seven deadly oils. So these oils are all hydrogenated oils that may cause inflammation in the body. Okay, so the seven deadly oils are soybean, safflower, sunflower, cottonseed, corn oil, canola oil, and vegetable oil. And what's scary about this is that Canola oil is one of the most popular vegetable oils in the world. It contains a high level of of omega-6 fatty acids and free radicals that increase the risk for mental health disorders. Now, one study showed that a diet enriched with canola oil results in significant deficits of working memory. Now, some of the best oils to cook with are olive oil, avocado oil, and coconut oil. So coconut oil is my go-to oil in my kitchen. It is a great source of healthy fat, and it also helps your body to absorb more vitamins, nutrients, and minerals. So you want to look for organic virgin coconut oil. Virgin coconut oil is rich in disease-fighting phytonutrients. So this, again, this is the oil that I use most in my kitchen. I also add about half a teaspoon to my smoothies, and I also use it as a substitute for butter in baking. So if I'm going to be making banana bread, instead of using butter, I'll actually swap that out and I'll put in coconut oil instead. I do this quite frequently whenever I'm baking and people never notice the difference, okay? So that was food number three. Food number four to have in your pantry at all times is quinoa. So quinoa is one of the foods that I discovered on my weight loss journey along with lentils. And to be quite honest, at first I couldn't even pronounce it. I was like, what? Quinoa? <laughs> So even when you look at the word quinoa, it's like, if you've never seen this word before, it's like, I don't even know how to pronounce it, okay? But it is so good for you. 
Quinoa is high in fiber, which helps to balance blood sugar and sugar cravings, which makes it a great weight management food. It's also a really great source of protein. And protein is made of amino acids, nine of which are called essential because your body can't produce them on its own. So you need to obtain them through your diet. Now, if a food contains all nine essential amino acids, it's referred to as a complete protein, which is what quinoa is, a complete protein. Quinoa is also high in two really important minerals, iron and magnesium, both of which helped with your energy levels as well as symptoms of stress. So I'll often swap out rice for quinoa instead. So I like to use it maybe sometimes in like a veggie bowl where I cook like a batch of roasted veggies. So I might um, roast some like sweet potatoes, some Brussels sprouts, some onions, maybe some zucchini, something like that. Um, And then I'll make a big batch of quinoa and then I'll just throw it together for a quick lunch. And I might top it off with some chickpeas as well for some additional protein. Um, I also like making sweet potato quinoa patties where I take cooked quinoa, right? Um, So I'll put that in a bowl with some shredded sweet potatoes and I'll add like an egg, um, a little bit of flour to it, and then some spices, whatever spices you like, right? And then I'll just form it into patties and I'll just put that in the frying pan. I'll fry that up and I'll usually eat that with like a side salad. Those are so tasty, so good. All right, so food number five to have in your pantry at all times are canned tomatoes. These guys are a must. So many great stews and soups have canned tomatoes as the foundation. Also, tomatoes are good for your heart, which is important since heart disease is the number one cause of death in North America. Tomatoes are also rich in the antioxidant lycopene, which protects your heart against oxidative stress, therefore lowering the risk for heart attacks and strokes. So you can use canned stewed tomatoes with lentils and cauliflower to make a stew. I love doing that. Um, I also love using diced tomatoes and pretty much any type of soup, like the black bean soup I mentioned earlier. Um, I also like using whole tomatoes in um, a breakfast shakshuka, like the one that I whipped up on the TV show City Line. So I'll pop a link in the show notes for you so you can check out that recipe. And that shakshuka recipe, man, if you love brunch like me, you will love that recipe. You can even eat it for dinner too, okay? So you can eat eggs for dinner. There is no, like everybody thinks, okay, eggs, you only have to eat them at breakfast time. No, you can eat eggs any time of the day, all right? Do you, boo? All right, so don't be intimidated by, you know, some of the foods that I've mentioned that you haven't tried before. I was there too, right? When I started my health journey years ago when I couldn't pronounce quinoa, I didn't know how to cook a lentil, right? (laughs) And I was intimidated by some of these foods, even though I knew they offered massive health benefits. When we're unfamiliar with something, we tend to shut down or write it off, or not even try because of fear. We're afraid of what can go wrong or by messing it up, but just try. Think about all those things that can go right if you start prioritizing your health, if you start adding these foods to your diet, if you have these foods in your pantry at all times. You might be sleeping better at night. You might find that you lose weight. You might find that you have more energy. You might find that you're able to manage your stress levels better. Think about all those things that can go right instead of what could go wrong. And test the waters out by trying at least one or two of these foods each week. So I want you to find me on Instagram and send me a DM and let me know which one of these foods you're going to be adding to your pantry. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. 
Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.